This is the city. The city of Absalom. The city at the center of the world. Absalom is celebrating the Radiant Festival, a three-month festival of epic proportions held once every hundred years. The celebration attracts all types. Tourists, performers, merchants, inventors, as well as unsavory types, petty thieves, gangs, cults, and criminal enterprises. That's where we come in. We protect and serve. We are the agents of Edgewatch. Hey everyone, welcome to Rule for Combat, Agents of Edgewatch. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker. And in this week's episode, they face and fight the bastard. Will they survive a cone of acid that could instantly kill any single one of them with a single hit? We will find out this week. So one thing I wanted to talk about this week is character classes and how important they are when you're, well, playing a game or listening to a game like a podcast, because it turns out that by keeping John's character class a secret that a lot of people are really annoyed. Uh, they do not like that we kept it secret. They want to know what the heck is John playing? And I can tell you a few things about this. First of all, this was John's idea. He did not want a specific class to define what he is doing because he has decided to play something unique. Much like Max Mayfield in Stranger Things, when they ask her what her class is going to be, and she says, I'm a Zoomer, and they're like, well, there's no such thing as a Zoomer. She says, well, I am a Zoomer. That's what I want to be. So that is kind of what John did. John's like, well, I kind of want to be a brawler. He kind of wants to be this character that can just fight and pick up weapons and armor and just use whatever he can find. And that's not really a monk. That's kind of a fighter, but not really. So that is what he wanted to build. He wanted to build this all-around class that is just like a badass brawler. And there actually is the brawler class in Pathfinder 1st Edition, which is, by the way, one of the hardest classes to play by a mile. It's very complex. But there's no such thing as a brawler. And I didn't want to, like, invent the brand new class. So he decided to take something else. But he is running Dougie kind of like its own thing. He isn't being beholden to the character class itself. He is trying to just find some abilities and find things that he likes. In fact, when he levels up his character later, you're going to see him take... You ever see those feats and you think to yourself, who on earth would ever take that feat? Who on earth would ever take a feat that gives you this or that or this? Well, John's going to take them all. John is the complete antithesis of min-maxing power gaming. He does not do that. He always picks what he likes, and that's just the way he plays the game. And you know what? I love him for it because he just doesn't go in there and say, okay, what is optimal? What is the best thing to possibly take? He just takes things that he likes and then just goes with them. And one thing you find out, especially when you take feats that no one else ever takes, is they come up a lot more frequently than you think they might. Now, I'm kind of like jumping way ahead, 
because you're going to see this come up later on is that he's going to take some weird feats and class abilities and you're just going to be like what the hell why does anyone why does that even exist and it comes up it comes up right away it's amazing so there's reasons for everything but back to what i was talking about his class is that i'm going to give out his class just as a spoiler i don't think john is ever going to say outright exactly what he's playing and i know it's annoying a lot of you so i'm just going to come out and say it so originally he wanted to play a monk and he wanted to play a monk just to annoy chris now there's a long history here of us annoying each other uh, we all do it. In fact, the only person we really don't annoy uh, probably is Jason. No one ever feels the need to annoy Jason. But we all annoy each other. And one thing is that we all annoy Chris. I mean, Chris is a really good sport. But we uh, we go out of our way to make fun and do funny things to Chris. As well as John. As well as Seth. As well as myself. So, with that being said, the whole thing he wanted to do is just come up with this character to annoy Chris and make Chris think he's playing a monk. Well, he's not playing a monk. Uh, he is also not playing a fighter. Now, there's not a lot of other classes out there, so you could probably figure it out. He is playing a ruffian rogue. So ruffian rogue is about as close to a brawler as one can get. They're really really strong. I heard they were strong, but now I'm seeing them in action. They're really good because he can use really big weapons. He can use martial weapons. He can use two-handed weapons. He's kind of foregoing the whole sneak attack thing. As I said, he's not really playing it like a rogue. He just wanted the class that can dish out a ton of damage that doesn't need to actually wear armor, so that is what he did. He came up with this, you know, pseudo custom class, building it according to what he felt would work. And you know what? I love it. It's great. He is just, you know, making the class his own. And that is one of the things I love about Pathfinder 2nd Edition more than almost any of these other games I've played, is that there's so many options with your characters that you can decide that I want to play a rogue, but I want to play a rogue that just uses weapons and martial weapons and punches people without a lot of armor. Well, you can, you know, whether you can do that a couple of ways. You could do that using fighter or monk or rogue. Each of them have advantages, disadvantages. He decided to go the rogue way because he also doesn't mind having sneak attack and some of the nimble aspects because he also wanted to get in there and do a lot of like um, wrestling and grappling and things like that. And rogue helps with that. So there you go. Now, knowing what he is, does that change that in your mind? Are you thinking to yourself, okay, he is a rogue. He's going to be a rogue-like character. In my mind, the answer is no, he's not. He's not a rogue. In fact, he's going to do almost nothing that is roguelike ever. He just completely abandoned the whole concept and archetype of a rogue and is just going for a brawler. So in your mind, you should probably think brawler. You should probably think this guy who goes around punching things and is very, very nimble. So that is what his character class is truly, if you would ask him. But I do find this whole concept of having a character class defining who you are 
can only go so far. You know, some people take a wizard and then they fully embrace the wizard. You know, they go the whole nine yards where they just take every single cliche wizard thing in the world. But then you see people who go the opposite where they try to make it their own. And that we see more and more of, especially for people who have been doing this a long time. They don't want to play the ranger or the wizard or the fighter for the 10 billionth time. They want to play something unique. They want to play something that no one's ever seen before, which is why everyone always loves the new classes, because then you could try out new things. But you know what? You don't even need to wait for the new classes. That's the big advantage of Pathfinder 2nd Edition is that you can make kind of what you want. Just go through the books, go through the APG. There's a million abilities in the APG. That's Advanced Player's Guide. You will figure out and find what you want, and you can make some pretty amazing characters. And watch out, because this is going to be the strangest build you've probably ever seen in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, or 1st Edition for that matter, when you see the things he chooses. That's all I'm going to say. One thing I did want to mention is that you can't really see the map in this episode, and the map is semi-important. All you got to picture is, is that there's a big lake in the middle, to the west is where the gate is and like where all the shops are. To the south is where all the animal cages and the various offices are on wheels. And then to the east and the north is where this building is. So again, to the east and the north is this building. It's sort of like a reverse L and that housed like the last couple of fights. To the west is where there's a gate and all the shops. And to the south is like where all the animal cages are and all the offices. And then in the middle is a very big lake. Why am I saying this? Well, in this episode, they're going to be moving around a lot. And it really helps if you picture that in your head. They are all starting at the north. They're starting inside the building at the very top of the map. And they're going to go from there. So that gives you an idea. Again, think of a reverse L. So the, the building goes up the east side and then across the top of the north side. And that is where they begin the battle. And, well, we'll find out where they end it because they, uh, they, they move. They, uh, they, you know, push come to shove. <laughs> they're actually really, really good with tactics. You might not know it, but this week you're going to hear it because they, uh, they're pretty good. But with that, let's get to show notes. So for those of you who missed it, the RPG Superstar is done. You can see the final winners at RPGSuperstar.com. And, well, congratulations, winners. What are we doing next? Well, we're actually making the book. The book is going to come out probably in the beginning of 2021. It's going to have all the winning entries. They're being updated by some of the best editors out there. In addition, we're going to be adding some new functionality and new rules and new mechanics in the book that you can use in Pathfinder. I think you're going to all enjoy it. It's new weapons and armor mechanics and items mechanics that I am working with some of the best people in the industry to make sure that this works perfectly with the Pathfinder system and is really, really elegant. So be on the lookout for that in a couple of months. We're getting full color pictures for every single monster. It's going to be a gorgeous book. The artwork budget alone is gargantuan. So we're going all out to make this one of the nicest books you can ever find, especially printed by a third party, that party being me. 
In addition, make sure you do check out the Discord channel. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com and you too can join us. You can talk to everyone. You can play games. There's a whole bunch of fun things over there. And of course, do make sure you do check out the Patreon at patreon.rollforcombat.com where you can listen to episodes early, where you can hang out with us. Lots of cool things. I'm adding to it. I actually just adjusted it a couple of days ago. So check that out for as little as two bucks. You can help us out. Five bucks to get the episodes early. Ten bucks. You can see them live. And then above that, we even have private hangouts, unique T-shirts, private games, you name it. Check that out. And of course, do make sure you're checking out RollForCombat.com. We just have a brand new review of the Lost Omens. Pathfinder Society Guide, as well as Jason McDonald, who does the Bird's Eye View, where he does a recap of every single one of these episodes, and you can get an idea of what he was thinking during each episode. But with that, let's get to this week's exciting conclusion of The Zoo from Hell. Lo, red-glazed lanterns cast this room in crimson and shadow. To the north, a large plain of thick crystal walls, often enclosure of glazed tile, with a door of the same translucent material inside the wall. Inside the exhibit, the walls, which are painted to resemble subterranean tunnels filled with giant arthropods, have been scarred in long streaks as if dissolved by acid. Actual half-dissolved human corpses cover the floor of the observation area, while inside the enclosure, a small human child sits weeping with its back to the closed door. Oh, also in front of you is the bastard, and it is enormous and sees you and rages. That's horrible. Seth Lipton is playing Gomez, a goblin elementalist sorcerer. What a bastard. John Statz is playing Cadet Dougie McDougal, a human something. Roll for combat! All right, as you bust open the door, you see that bastard. It's standing over. It's not just body parts. It's half-dissolved torsos, arms, heads legs like it is a horror show in here like it's really bad like everything is just in states of dissolving it's like the fly went to town Ugh. dougie goes first however and you and you and lomang are behind the desk which is giving you cover yeah. which is nice uh at least it's used all of its dailies and cooldowns so we don't have to worry about those <laughs> what a dangerous animal you know what i think there's many violations here at the zoo chris beamer is playing lomang an orc tiefling monk of the crane style yeah is this uh, what is that to the north of the beetle there's a blue beam is that a glass pane or something yes that is the crystal pane that's used as the enclosure and it looked like it got out somehow. You're not sure how, but it probably uh, burrowed. But it, there's no visible hole on it. The pane is there. The door. Yeah. Is well, no, the door. Well, the kid is in the the kid is inside the enclosure. Uh -huh. So somehow that door got open. 
the kid ran in, the creature got out, and they swapped sides. And now the kid, actually the kid, the kid is there, and the kid's, like, holding the door with his back, and he's crying to try to keep the creature out. So, that is what you say. I, I think we should try to draw him outside. This this is a horrible place to fight him. This is a terrible, terrible location to fight him. Because... What, a narrow hallway? That's yeah, it, this is ridiculous. I mean, this it's is like so fighting bad. in a basement. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? from glorious bastards. It, yeah, yeah, basement. yeah. Well, what do you like, think yeah, of that? Uh, if if it'll go for it, I mean, because right, it's turn. like it's it's implicit that part of the thing is we have to save the kid. So we so we have to so if we're gonna draw him out, we better be sure that we actually draw him out and don't just lose his attention and then he eats the kid. Well, you draw him out. I'm gonna shoot him from from cover. All right, well, as long as you get out of that room, because there's no reason to me be out here if you could change the plan during your turn, all right? Okay, so, so. Dougie ran outside. Yes. Because he wants to use the penguin as a distraction. Got it. Anything. Basil's up and just saw Dougie run by him. It's like, yeah, I'm not sure happened? what the plan is, actually. <laughs> oh, oh, you want to draw? <laughs> oh, well, this is the time to say it. This is the time to actually discuss it. I mean, Basil's up. Go yeah. Basil. You want to you oh, draw, like, draw like, it out by you, between you guys, because I can't think of anything, but between you guys, you got to think of bait. You got to you got to bait him out somehow. And I don't know. I don't know what it would want. Maybe I don't know. Shake its ass out. Or shake your ass out of it or something. I'm gonna try to go for a sleep dart. There you go. A to antagonize it to follow us, and B maybe it'll put it to sleep. Jason McDonald is playing Basil Blackfeather, a Tengu empiricist investigator. Okay. So I load the blowgun. Yes. Now I do have an extra action. Yes. So I'm going to devise stratagem. Okay. To try to look for the weak spot to shoot at. Okay. And I'm going to try to attack. So I'm just going to use my regular attack because the minus two for the range increment offsets the plus two for using my intelligence. That well, is then awesome. there's also a minus two for the range. Oh, the range increment. You got it. That was what yeah. I was. That's what I'm offsetting. Yeah. Well, use your sling because that's the same difference. So. God damn it. Fourteen. Zero point. Again, I don't think I have enough. Well, it misses, but you got another. <laughs> you got one more sleep dart. I'm gonna load it. I'm gonna load it. Or no, that's my third action because I had one for devise a strategy. Lomang, use your ranged. Oh, right, you do actually have range. I do. I do. That's why I have the crossbow. I will attack it with the crossbow. Okay. Hopefully, get its attention. Okay. There we go. Twenty. You hit. I got its attention. Eight points of damage. Nice. Blood going everywhere. It looks at you. So the plan is to run outside, right? That's... <laughs> <laughs> it's it. It sees you. It's excited. It's like it's gonna like charge you soon. All right, let's, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, let's get out of here. Draw it out. Draw it out. Draw him out and drown him. Get him into the shallows. That's, that's 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 my second action. And getting away from me is your third action. <laughs> ha! Uh, yeah. Where did that desk Keep end going. up? It's right in front of the door. You see where that red is? That's the desk. I go there. Wow! You guys are really spreading out. Yep, we're spread out. We don't want to get acidified. The bastard roars. Roar. Starts charging. That's an angry bastard. So, 
first thing it does is it charges into the desk and mm, let's see it do attack to push the desk out of the way actually i will make it do an athletics check a 31 on oh, its athletics Lord. check with a natural one <laughs> Woo! <laughs> There's a desk flying oh. at you. <laughs> Wait a minute, that was a natural twenty. Natural twenty, not a natural, not a natural one. one. Yeah. Oh, sorry, a natural yeah. twenty for say, thirty-one. Plus thirty, <laughs> and there's a desk flying at Basil. <laughs> Basil's like, my idea. It almost worked. Here's the good news, Basil. There's actually good news here. Give me a reflex save, Basil, as the desk comes flying at you. Okay, you duck out of the way. Nice. So it, like, smashes above you and lands right in front of you. It has to use all three of its action to charge, smash the decks towards you, and now it is right next to you, Basil. There is a flimsy wooden desk half destroyed standing between you and 500 pounds of acid-spewing hate. Gomez is up. Whew. This is horrifying. Let's see. What? Okay. What's the cover rules again? I guess I have to. I have to move. Uh, I have to move the one square in order to be able to shoot it. Right. You have like to be able to. If you can draw a line from the center of your square and hit it. Right. Right. And, right. But you are going through a wall. It's the corners right, are right, gone. Right, right, so. Right, right. Right. So it's always the center. You can't. It's always center. So you got to move up, shoot, and then run away. <laughs> Uh, now can uh, and wait and movement, but movement is an action as well. Everything's an action, and I can't split up my movement, so I can't like nope. use an action to nope. turn around a corner, nope. shoot, then run. You got three actions: move, shoot, move. Yeah, move, uh, shoot, spells shoot. are spells are two. Spells That's right. are two. That's spells right. are two. Uh, Gomez, get to you, the can move, you can move right here to those bars, and you'll get some cover. Oh, you know what I'm gonna do? I know get to the do. chopper. Get to the chopper. Uh, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to antagonize it. I'm going to use, I'm going to, I'm going to present myself. And then I am going to use, what would be an appropriate skill? Would it be intimidation or it would, would be it be intimidation? To, would it be yeah. intimidation to like yeah. antagonize it? All right, sure. I'm going to attempt to antagonize it. Sure. Demoralize. <laughs> 14. It did not work at all. In fact, it might even critically fail. Let's see. Uh, no, it doesn't critically. Well, you rolled basically a not, uh, a 10. Um, well, nope, didn't work. It's, um, yeah. All right. Oogala boogala. I, I gave it an oogala boogala and it was unimpressed. And it's immune to demoralize for 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, since that allows me another action, I'm going to get the hell out of here. Uh, where do I want to go? Uh, I got to, what, a move of 25. Um... Go toward uh, low mang. Acid can't burn you if you're in the water. Or is that fire? It's both. I considered dousing myself with water before the action. <laughs> before is that the, the, is that the limit? Is that as far as I can go? Yeah. That's All right. good. Okay, uh, Dougie, before you go, the penguin is going to go. What? Penguin yes. is going to appear. Wait, I was in the penguin. It's looking at you, Dougie, and it's squawking at you. Uh, is that oh, penguin squawk. really still there? Because oh, I was going to jump God. onto that rock. That's where he goes. Uh, I might squash him. All right, no. so don't worry. <laughs> I got this penguin. I got it. I'm going to load the crossbow. 
How long does that two take? Two actions. Two actions? Okay. And then you drop the crossbow. You said you dropped that crossbow. Yeah, well, that was in another uh, encounter. That was, that was another <laughs> oh, you encounter. picked it back up. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and I you, am then going to... He was poo-pooing that crossbow a lot. One. You got one action. You got two, one action left. Three. Wait. Yeah, I'm moving. Oh, my God. Basil, this creature wants to eat you. Maybe you can... I don't know... Do something with it? I think it might reason with you. You're so dead. Run away. <laughs> oh, you would, can shoot it. You can I would interrogate it. <laughs> you can shoot it. I could, but if I miss or if it doesn't go to sleep immediately, I'm totally screwed. It's only one attack. I'm sure it's only got plus 15 to whatever check it needs to make, but... Well, th there is this, the one semi-practical consideration is making sure it continues to follow us. But I don't as want opposed to, to what going as opposed to, to going back room? into the room the minute I turn the corner and leave. I don't think but, that'll be a problem. All right. Well, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to make a run for it. All right. I'm just gonna move to there and I'm going to reload the uh, I'm gonna reload the the dark gun with my third action. Oh, that's right. I thought it was already reloaded. No, I would have had to. No. And everyone is outside now. You ran through the hallways and you're outside. You're around the very large lake. And you are very spread out. With Gomez and Lomang to the south. Basil and Dougie to the northwest. And the penguin. The penguin between them. Lomang, you're up. You just saw Basil running like the wind. And wow. you are all outside, but there's no bastard. What do you do? Alright, I'm going to crane stance and then load crossbow and then I'm done. Okay. You hear a desk crashing through the hallway. Gomez, go get him. He terrifies me. <laughs> the desk goes flying. You hear it smashing to pieces. And you hear, like, metal and coins and stuff go flying in every direction because it sounds like there was things inside that desk. Oh. And then... Barreling around the corner is that bastard, right where you want him, right in the pincer maneuver. So you all get one round to bring him down. If not, the penguin's going to get it. Oh, oh poor penguin. is up. Oh, Gomez. All right. Plan right what are you? Plan A. <sighs> Let's see. Reflex save. Oh, it fails the reflex save for the electric arc. Oof. You hit it, and it does six points of damage. Wow. That's going to make... insignificant. Oh. It actually yeah. hurt it. It actually did enough. It uh, must be so angry at Gomez right now. I, I know, Ooh. and I run away. And I run away. Run, Gomez. I run around out of here, Gomez. You guys are going to let this thing... It's going to go loose into the city, and um, <laughs> next thing you know, it's like, well, we lived. The rest of the city died. Dougie, you're up. I am going to shoot her, and I'm going to uh, hit the hit with a heavy crossbow. Okay. Now, is go. it flat-footed? No! Okay, <laughs> just check it. 18. Oh, God. Look at this. You know, the funny thing is, if you hit it, it would have done one point down. Now, if you crit it, it would have done 20 points of damage. How is this possible? It doesn't, I rolled a 2 it's and a, then a 1 on a d10? Is that yep. right? That's right. You rolled, no, you, that, rolled a, you rolled a 1 and then a 10. <laughs> there's no plus to damage on it. There's yeah, no I know, but what I'm saying... You missed, anyhow. Of the 2 that I rolled... Okay, so... 
drop it, and then move and attack. Okay. On my heavy maul. All right, heavy maul gets a minus five. I will tell you this, Dougie's brave. He's not even fully healed, and you're charging this creature. He's not very smart, but he is brave. Not even close. Well, yeah, when I roll again on a d20, I roll a five. Yeah. Okay. No, you rolled a, um, yeah. Okay, you rolled a five. Uh, Basil, you're up. Better save Dougie. Okay, this time I can use device stratagem. And, uh, but depending on how you count the boxes, I'm a little bit out of the range increment. It's 25. You're out. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to step up five feet. So I'm within one range increment. So I step up. Okay. I, I reflect on my life choices and the best way to attack this thing. And then I attack. Oh boy. With the last sleep, with these last sleep dart that we have. Oh boy, here we go, here we go. Oh no! Son of a bitch! Thirteen! You rolled a six! Man, those sleep darts. Seemed like such a good idea at the time. And missed. You completely missed. I would have put it to sleep! Oh, is that what it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dougie! I got this. Lomag, you're up. Move up nice. there. Flanking. That's not flanking. No flanking, <laughs> but it's so not I will do flurry of blows, though. That's <gasps> what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. We got a critical. But typical. That is a really crappy roll for damage. Bad roll for 10 points of damage, though. Okay. He rolled a one again. Do you thought you rolled twice? Or no, it's just No, you one. rolled a one and a four. You rolled uh, uh Yeah, you rolled... Yeah, I mean, you, Hold you on. got what did five. I roll? Oh, you rolled, it's a 1d6. And... 1d6 plus four. Yeah, you rolled a one plus four times two, ten. Oh, okay, so you don't do the roll twice. Yeah, right. you just use right, everything do doubled. That's how it works. Second attack. Uh, ten points. It actually looks pretty bad. Like, that definitely, uh, yeah. it, it hit it, but you feel some of the acid on your hand. You're like, okay, that's going to sting. That's all right. Oh! My <laughs> God. Oh, my Snap. God. That's that 20 old. again. Yeah, that's, that's 18 <sighs> damage. That's a lot better. Nice. All right, Dougie. I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, I feel just as heroic. <laughs> and I didn't even... Sh my crossbow's still loaded. How about oh, that? Wow. Yeah, I think the secret... I. Dougie Oof. learned not to use the crossbow. He just <laughs> he learned to not use the crossbow. I'm thinking of buying another crossbow, actually. I learned to, I learned to just hide behind Lobag. <laughs> Down oh, goes the bastard. Hey Remy, we got a bug here for you. Remy's like, did you actually bring him down? Let me see. Uh, who's dead? Uh, are there any limbs missing? Are any of you like hopping around on one foot? Negative. Any any arms? You're all alive? Well, we should probably watch. Yeah, go, go, go look in that room. Oh my god, it's a horror show. And there's a kid in there. He needs to be looked after. R Remy looks in there and he promptly throws up on the floor as he sees half remains of human carcasses all, really bad. all spewed among the floor. And he's like, oh, oh that is, that is, oh, I'm going to need some help moving this guy. Remy yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go see about getting to the kid. Yeah. So, sure enough, you see a little kid. 
um, seven-year-old boy. Are you Jervox? He's he's crying. He's looking up at you. And he goes, "Did you, did you, did you get rid of that thing?" It's okay. We took care of the monster, and your dad's looking for you, and he sent us to help find you. Oh, thank God! Oh, thank God! And he like he looks around, and he sees all the dead people, and he's like, "Can you come over here? Can can yeah, we?" Yeah, just keep close your eyes and hold my hand, and I'll get you out of here. Okay, come on. All right. So I, I lead the kid out. Step over that big bug. That's funny. That, that was an immediate dad response too. You could tell. <laughs> you could tell that you you you've worked with children. So yes, you're you're holding the kid. You, you're, his eyes are closed. You actually go through the exit, uh, so you only have to step over like you know two or three dead bodies instead of ten. And uh, yeah, and actually Niles, who's by the entrance, sees him and he runs over to you. He's like, oh. Thank you, thank you so much. And he picks up, he picks up Jerbox, and he's like, "Oh, thank you so much, thank you so much for, for fi- for finding him. Are you okay? Are you okay?" And he's like checking him out and and seeing it, and the kid's just crying, and he's like, "Thank you so much. You you are the best. What's your names? I'm gonna make sure your lieutenant hears about the amazing job you did here. All of you, you all deserve medals. All of Dougie you. McDougal. Just part of the job." Son, just part of the job. MC, not MAC. MC Dougal. Oh, thank you so much. And and he he is just uh he's 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 like gonna want to get that kid some therapy though. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Okay. So uh Nils is 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 thanking you all and he presses his belt pouch into Basil's hand. And says, please, please take this. I absolutely insist that you take this. I don't care if it's legal or not. But you have done such a good job that you must take this as a reward. And I'm not going to take no as an answer. What is your What does the badge say about that? Uh, I think it's okay. I, I think you can. You, the badge seems okay with it. So um, it's not a bribe. So well, we'll be sure to report it to our precinct captain so, yeah. to stay above board. Yes. Uh, and he gives you 17 gold pieces uh, as a reward for saving his boy. Yeah, and also, like, when that dust got destroyed, obviously there was, like, gold and items and stuff like that. It's unclear, like, in the role that we're doing, like, do we search for things that are not part of, you know, the... the, the like, is that something that, is that a metric the way this game, this is totally uh, out of game. Uh, so question. the way that would work is that you could, you could search and what would end up happening is you can't really, it depends on the circumstances. In this case, no, sort of, we'll get to that in a minute, but um, I'll, I'll kind of let you know when it's okay. I'll put it this way. I usually won't present it unless it's okay. How about that? usually i'd say 95 percent of the time if i present treasure then you're supposed to have the treasure so so you don't have to do mental gymnastics on whether or not you should accept it or not okay okay good so um he gives you the 17 gold pieces and remy is going around and he's actually picking up all the items and he says oh man that desk the bastard just smashed that thing to pieces, and, he, and he's picking this up. And he goes, "Yeah, this is uh, this is these items that 
we would take and hold for people before they went to see the bastard and and sure enough you can see in here there's like some coins on the floor there's a silver short sword there's a orc knuckle dagger and there's some like rings and necklaces all made out of metal and he gathers this all up and he says well um let me uh, let me figure out what i'm going to do with this but um uh, I, let me just do a, a quick run through and then let's let's meet up back at the at the owner's uh wagon and we can we can discuss everything but i think i think you guys did it i think you cleared everything and i'll i'll just i'll, I'll get some uh the other zookeepers to help me get the bastard back into his cage and i think we should be all set in this uh, circus should be all set in a few hours thank you so much you guys have done an amazing job thank you thank you it was our pleasure these it was fun beating up on all these animals this was a this is a good time what why would you have fun beating up on animals oh, because we're saving people you're saving the people. Dougie's not, he's a little injured, so kind of, it's just, uh, it's part of our, part of a day's work. <laughs> okay, okay, well, you know, Dougie, animals are your friends, and they're not always like this. This is actually a very tame circus, except, uh... for, except for the bastard over there. All these are actually rather nice animals. They're very docile. We treat them really well. You can pet most of them. You know, we used to even have rides once in a while, but... Uh... Man. We travel all around Galarian, you know. We're very popular. There's so, a difference between animals and monsters, though. You have to understand. Like, see, over here, like, there's this baby deer. That's a nice... That's an animal. That's nice. That's this... See this giant bug that spits acid at things? The, yeah, that that's an animal. covered with body parts? Oh, that's no, an animal. No, it's a monster. This is a monster. That's really no, funny. No, no, no. You're thinking magical creatures. Those are monsters. <laughs> this is technically... Everything you see here are technically animals. Oh. I think you're getting your vernacular mixed up. We don't we don't really deal with truly magical creatures. I don't know if you noticed, but you see some of those creatures. We actually we secretly put like fake unicorn horns on them and like little third eyes because magical creatures are extremely unpredictable. So these are all animals, but we do that because not because we're trying to fool people because we don't think magical creatures should be kept in cages like this but these are these are animals and they're treated very well well uh i just hope that you guys do better <laughs> just do better well as you know i think they were poisoned and someone someone did this on purpose i don't know why they did but someone was trying to make the animals kill people we found uh we found evidence that uh Let's see. The uh, the owner was making off with the veterinarian, and the owner's wife. How did we find that evidence that the owner's wife was uh, uh, interfering with things? Uh, that has we... nothing to do. <laughs> You're completely misremembering. No, 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 no. Okay. We found, an unsent we found an unsent letter to the wife yeah. saying yeah, he yeah, wanted yeah. a divorce, but we don't know that the divorce is actually happening or if the wife even knows it. We actually, we actually know that the wife probably doesn't know it. The rest is all just us out of character supposing right. maybe, the, maybe the wife... But we, but we have a possible it. motive. We have a lead. It's a, it's a clue is what we have. Um, anyhow, you all gather yourselves... You, sure enough, have saved the day, and Remy 
meets with you back at Mr. Knight's bungalow, the manager's office. He's waiting for you there. And, um, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we go there. And, uh, let's get this all sorted out. We need to find this owner because I think that there's some issues here. There's a lot of dangerous animals here and there's some deaths involved, so. Yes, I, um, I'm very apologetic for everything that happened here. Again, Mr. Knight is the owner of the zoo. I mean, his name is on there. And here, I'll give you a, information about him and what he looks like. And he gives you like a, a sketch and an overall idea of what Mr. Archibald Knight looks like. And then he also says, he also says, oh yeah, and, and don't forget about the veterinarian. As I said, they, they disappeared about a week ago. I, you know, they would often go on these overnight rendezvous and such. But I found it kind of bizarre that he left, you know, right? when we were about to open and we were getting ready for the big show he's usually here and today's opening day so i don't know where he is but um here and and he and he has like a sack and he's like so i understand that there's there's probably some fines and everything but you know we'll be able to make it all back we'll get the animals under control i'm going to carefully watch it. we're not going to open up the zoo until all the animals are back to their normal selves we're going to be very careful i'm going to test the water on smaller animals bunnies and such to make sure that they aren't corrupted in the future we're going to be taking new extra careful precautions but let me see and sure enough he uh he hands you a sack so he goes, I, th I think this should cover any fines that we need. And uh, it's 150 gold pieces. And you know, that's more than enough to probably handle the uh, fines. Does that go to my pockets? And in addition, he also hands over to you. He goes, well, we have no idea whose uh, weapons these were. And I doubt anyone's coming back for them. So here... He hands you a low-grade silver short sword, a shiny orc knuckle dagger, and he hands you over something really cool. He goes, so every so often, the Almager, it actually sheds its horn. These are really rare. And he hands it over to you, and he says, but you, you can have it. And the horn itself can be wielded as a magical dagger or you could affix it to a shaft and make it to a magical spear so basically it's the equivalent of a plus one dagger or a plus one spear wait what is that called it's it's the horn from the bunny rabbit remember the bunny uh, rabbit had the little horn yeah he had an extra horn that's interesting and, and he's giving you the horn so the horn itself by itself it's just a dagger no, it's a plus one dagger. Oh, oh yeah, right, right. But it's a plus one magical dagger. Okay, cool. No, and it wore a plus, or you attach it to a spear, and you have a plus one magical spear. So itself is like it's the coolest dagger in the world. You got a bunny rabbit horn as a dagger or a spear, or you sell it, whatever you want. But it's I really think cool. Gomez uh, can use uh, daggers, right? Go. Yeah, but Gomez is not really going to be going to melee. I mean, oh, we, we, yeah, 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 no, no. Well, we'll I, just... I, I, I bite things. I have my teeth. Yeah, like, I don't want any up. of that. I don't want any of the weapons anymore. I don't use I weapons do. like that either. Uh, uh, Jason, I mean, we we could sell can it. Right? Use daggers. 
Uh, well, Basil's actually got a little bit of a fancy streak, and also being a bird, he's attracted to shiny objects. So he was actually thinking that it would be wonderful to talk to a smith about uh, modifying that, t- melting down that sword, silver sword and turning it into a new sword cane. Very fancy. You guys are, you guys are fancy pantses, I see. Fancy pantses. Anyhow, that, that, that should satisfy it, and sure enough, you're, um, from everything you know and what's been, you know going on here put it this way it's a little bit of a gray area it wasn't directly their fault that everyone got hurt and they did what they could but obviously you want to talk to the owner when he comes back and this should cover more than enough uh, that's a, that's a mountain of fines by the way 150 gold pulses it's like 200 gold pieces worth of items they just gave you which uh yeah is a gargantuan amount of money so it should be more than enough so th- just to, as a question like things like that plus one dagger thing is that something that could be sold I'll, no, yes. no, no. I'll, I'll use it if you guys aren't going to take it i was we guys we're gonna be fighting undead and all kinds of stuff we're gonna need plus, plus okay. one dagger sure. unless you guys want to use it for a spear or something i was just checking with you guys you i use my fists you saw how you saw me use my fists and knock yeah, that you thing can't out use that fist weapon that that orc i don't know man i am dagger. an orc <laughs> I am an orc. I mean, uh, I, don't, yeah, I doubt it. I don't think so. In your milieu, I, I don't think so because I don't think monks. It's it's they just either use they don't uh, even use weapons, weapons, regular weapons, but they can't like combine it. I don't think. Well, it's a martial melee weapon. It's not a fist, so it's pretty cool. It's a stout metal blade of orc design with a horizontal basket hilt with blades jutting out from each end, and. Yeah, I mean, it's a knuckle dagger, and it does That's 1d6 cool. piercing. It's agile, uncommon, but I think, you know, it's a martial weapon. It's not... So it's simple. No, it's not simple. It's a martial melee I weapon. I know, it's, it's, not, it's not simple. Yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. Is it, does it have the orc? Do you need to be, like... Yeah, well, you don't well, have some, to be. Sometimes if you're an orc, and it's, as it's called an orc whatever, then, it, then for you it counts as simple sometimes. Um... It can be only used or selected only by orcs. So I think God, orc knuckle dagger can only be used by you. So nice. well, that's getting sold though. I just don't use weapons. That's not that's not my way. Okay. So with that, it looks like you have cleared the zoo. You have brought peace and tranquility. You saved the little boy. You saved some of the animals. Um is there anything you wish to do before you head back to uh, the precinct? I, I don't think so. Cotton candy. Boy, yeah. Boy, I think this letter is something that we should uh, bring. Uh, we should bring the letter to the precinct. Yeah, we'll take it to the. I mean, we'll, yeah, because they're going to need to track down the owner. So we'll did we get a did we get a sample of that uh, ra- black rabies saliva or something? Yeah, like we that. Get yeah. A sample yeah. of that. Yeah, yes. I mean. We've got evidence and we got motive, so I, I mean, there's there's got to be something. Oh, that's right, in the, in the well. It was the well water. The well water. Yeah. Definitely... I'm looking at my notes and I don't see anything else that we needed to deal with. Okay. Well, he 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 sees you off and he's like, you know, come back in a few days when we reopen and I'll give you a personal tour and I think you're going to enjoy the animals a lot more and when they're they're more sedated and then you can see Rusty. Well, you probably saw how much he. Uh, you know he rusted items but you can see it and feed him pitons for fun it's really fun i promise you he's very very tame he'll eat right out of your hand it's it's really cool when it like dissolves into dust in your hand it's a lot of fun uh we kind of saw a lot of that already 
uh, when we were, he was in the armor smith eating everything. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Anyhow, um, <laughs> thanks for thanks for helping us out. Uh, toodaloo. <laughs> uh, have a good day. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, I guess we go back to the precinct, right? Yeah. So um, as you um, head back to the station to report, you you notice an additional oddity today is a really strange day for the first day before when you were walking around doing your rounds because by now it's the end of the day because uh it's been a long day there was this giant machine called the grave raker that was like dominating the skyline not far from the zoo as recently as an hour ago you saw it and it's um it's it's missing it's gone. And there's like a huge crowd trying to figure out what happened to it. It's basically like if a skyscraper disappeared. Wait, uh, what's gone? It's called the Grave Raker. It was like this mechanical monstrosity that was there as an exhibit, and it's gone. But when is our shift over? <laughs> are, we, are we in <laughs> overtime yet? I know, exactly. We should be in overtime. We got time and a half. <laughs> well, it, good news is... That you it's like, see, it's like if we did, if it's like is it like standard time for three encounters and then a time and a half for every encounter after that? Then if it's over six, it's double time. <laughs> well, you, you you know now, mental note: save spells for when you really, really yeah, need no, them. no no joke. Oh, yeah. It's true, but at the first level, you get like what two spells? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like. So, so what they is, make cantrips really good, though. You said so. a grave raker before. Um, yes. And are we at the zoo when this happens? Like, yeah, you're is, walking back to the precinct. You got to listen. Okay, to but what is a grave raker? <laughs> like, what does that mean? It's a, it's a big building. It's it's Howl's moving castle that is vanished. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. So it's, all right. So it's just a big nondescript building that doesn't have any function, and it's just disappeared. Okay, I, I think it's a big, it's a big descript building that. What is the building like? Okay, what, let like, me explain uh, to you real quick. Is it a castle? Is it an aviary? Uh, or the Radiant Festival is very much like the World's Fair. In fact, this Radiant Festival has semi been based off the World's Fair. Now, the World's Fair, and if ever, any of you have ever been to one, they used to have. All these crazy exhibits. I actually went to the 86 World's Fair in Vancouver. And for example, they had the world's largest hockey stick and hockey puck there. And it was like the size of a building and the hockey puck you would like sit on. It was enormous. And then it had all these exhibits and everyone from around the world and every country would come and show off. So basically, there's all of these exhibits from all around the world that are here. So there's things like that Howl's Moving Castle. And that was actually made by Kelshite engineers. And that's a that's a realm in Galarian. There was this massive excavation machine called the Grave Raker, and that was made by someone else, and so forth. So everywhere you go, there's either small booths, there's larger exhibits like this zoo, or there's actually sponsored areas sponsored by the governments of the different regions of Galarian showing off their ingenuity here to try to drum Got up it. business, to try to bring up tourism and so forth. So that is the point of the Radiant Festival for you to come here and say, hey, that's cool. I'm going to go 
visit Taldor because they have something neat. I'm going to have food from this part of the world. Here, you know the here, you know um in Disney World at Epcot Center, you know the world where you can go to all those little different areas and eat food in different countries. It's like that only much cooler. There you go. Okay. All right, okay. but but this this specific this was the Gravebreaker that vanished. Gone. Okay. Interesting. So so that is like that actually is really useful because now i have an idea in my head like so so it's like one of yeah. those gigantic uh public works projects devices that's as big as a building but it's on tractors and it's it, an and exhibit it's, it's an earth, yeah. earth, earth mover but yeah. but but the but the nature of it is like uh uh is like that big jawa device you know it's like that big jawa uh, uh yeah but it goes down it's a, it's right, it, it, right. it's an, it, it could be the mole men have taken over it and are digging under the city is what it could be that, so, it's that's like, so, it's a, so it's a big dungeon that has vanished now it's that's a true uh so we should go over there and find a big hole in the ground <laughs> or so you, track you you go over there and there's an enormous commotion around the machine's now empty exhibit area and right away, you bump up against senior officers and agents of the Edge Watch. And they look at you and say, Hey, Rooks, what you doing here? Shouldn't you get back to uh, the precinct? I, 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 I agree. You, you're, you're absolutely right, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry about check this. It. I need to check it. I need to clock out. I need to get some rest. There we are. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, yeah, we've been assigned to this... Uh, this is way above your pay grade, but uh, yeah, yeah. Go back to the precinct where you guys are in charge. You guys are taking care of that zoo thing. Uh, you pet yeah. any animals? Did you see anything where the bunnies? The otter, uh, the a a bunch did. tried to pet us. I'll tell you that. Oh well, I pet oh, them yeah, not in a good way. Oh really? They're looking at each other like, oh, I thought I thought taking care of a zoo would be pretty simple. I thought you'd you know. just wait until just wait until it's a cockatrice. Yeah, and then, then, then yeah a find an owlbear. We had an owlbear. Should read our report in the morning. Yeah, it, it huh. should be in the news. Should be in the news. That's where you get our reports. They, wow. they goddamn giant, goddamn giant acid spitting cockroach. That, yeah. that, that's what they have with this guy. He never too. actually got to spit his acid. I don't think that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Thankfully. Huh. Oh well. All right. I guess you guys did a good job. They they look impressed. They like. They actually look at you. Say, Good job, Rooks. Good job. Keep it up. Thanks. They're like, all right, well, we're going to take care of this because who steals a building at a broad daylight? Man, this is this is crazy. All right, we'll see you back in precinct. All right. All right. We'll uh, bring we'll, the donuts. We'll, we'll go back. All right. We'll, bring, we'll go there. All right. You get back to the precinct. It's nighttime. It's dinner time. It's Miller time. And sure enough... Sergeant Olo asks you to report in. He's happy to see you. He wants to hear all about what happened at the menagerie. And yeah, what do you do? Give him the full rundown. Yeah, we tell him, look, there, there, things are running amok. Um, but we do have some evidence that there was a poison. And I believe uh, Basil collected the uh, samples from the well. Someone poisoned the water. Where the restaurant monster was eating or, or drinking, and frankly, made the rust monster crazy. And they let, and I think the rust monster actually let all the uh, animals loose. But it was definitely premeditated. And we did find a letter that showed a possible motive of someone wanting to, uh, uh, 
um, sabotage the uh, menagerie with a uh, well, it was a crime of passion, really. We think there's hanky panky going on, and the wife got jealous. Huh. That's quite an active day for your first day on the job. I don't think you're going to be forgetting today, huh? No. We need some rest. Yeah, it's pretty busy. Yeah. We need eight hours of rest. <laughs> All right. Well, give me that sample, and we'll head it on over to the lab guys and have them check it out and, you know, fill in your reports. But good job. You, you really did an excellent job today. I'm going to make sure the lieutenant knows. And, yeah, you definitely, you definitely earned your rest. So everybody rest up tonight. And we'll meet first thing at the crack of dawn next morning with the lieutenant, and we'll go through your next shift. But uh, I'm going to definitely recommend you for more advanced assignments after what you did here today. You, you really impressed me, I have to say. Oh, good. We work well as a team. Yeah. Except Dougie's going to wake up, uh, uh, he's going to wake up our goblin friend seven and a half hours into his sleep. <laughs> That's terrible. Time to wake up early. Get the donuts. I, I right. bite. I bite. Uh, how long does this <laughs> festival go on for? Did we, I forget what they said. Three it's months. Three months, right? Yeah. It's three a month time. festival, but I have good news. It's day one. Day one. But in day one, one day. Only 89 more of these. <laughs> Check it off day, the calendar. <laughs> you actually did so much that when you wake up tomorrow, you will be level two. How about that? Wow. I like it. That's I a like productive it. 24 hours. Yes. It felt like uh, a level, though. We'll be level 20 within a month. Yeah, at this rate, you're going to be level 20 in a month. So um, with that being said, we now have some downtime because you guys have to level up your characters. You have a ton of gold. So... Whatever you guys want to do. I mean, you actually have a tremendous amount of gold and some magic items. Now, here's the good news. You can definitely use the stores here. Uh, the actual store and requisitions in the agency. You can buy a lot of stuff. <laughs> but you're in Galarian, so unless you're trying to get something that's 20th level, plus one magic items, plus one armor, plus whatever you go. Almost anything you want, you'll be able to find no problem so you should so what probably we should, we should think about divvy that. up the gold uh to see what we have so we can see what we can get yeah let's our wealth okay i'll give that for you in a second hold on because i actually know exactly what my first purchase is going to be yeah i think i'm gonna i think i'm just gonna invest in heels heels and more heels okay so are you ready here is the gold Oh, that didn't come out right. But anyhow, Dougie uh, I'll take it. <laughs> has 65 gold. Basil is 52. Lomang has 61. And Gomez is 47. 47. That's my total, right? That's total. Yeah, that's your total. That's okay. Your total. And that's just gold. That doesn't include items if you want to, you know, sell them or do things with them. So. Well, that's so historic. In terms thing. of items, what does that include? Just I don't even think the items we that we took from that room, like the, the wand the... of command and all that stuff. No, you didn't take any of that stuff. You left that behind, but that's okay. Uh, I just so you know, I change it over. So, I if you're supposed to take the wand of command and like if you're supposed to get thirty gold, I give you the thirty gold. So you're never you're never losing out. Okay. Okay, so you more or less convert it to I gold. I converted it to gold. All right, I like I like I, that. I, I, like, I that. like that better, way better. I'm doing this all on the back end. You're not getting any less gold 
doing in my way than you would their way. It's the same. In fact, That's you get the exact same. So in addition, you got the magic horn and you have the silver sword, low grade silver, and you got the knuckle dagger. You also have, I guess, the unsent letters. You have the lesser antidote, the lesser anti-plague. You had all those minor healing potions where he let you keep. Uh, Gomez took them, Lomang, Basil, Dougie. You have the sleep darts. Those are gone. Uh, lesser Tanglefoot bag and blowgun. So there you go. We should probably keep the Tanglefoot bag and the uh, the silver sword. I think uh, Jason had ideas for that. And uh, if no, and I definitely want the plus one dagger. So I don't want the crossbow. You can have the crossbow if you want the second crossbow. Chris. Well, I was gonna think about buying a light crossbow. All right. Well. I kind of uh, don't know. I, I'm, the crossbow eventually is going to go away. I don't know if that goes part of the stuff, but does my maul and my uh, armor go into that? Do I need to buy No. You okay. own this. Oh, now, cool. keep in mind, those are yours. So, a plus one. You can add a plus one to anything right. for 35, 35 gold, the and then you can move yeah. it, too. Yeah, I'm going to do that uh, on my maul. I'm going to spend 35 on my mole. I don't know if you want to do this now, but I'm definitely making that decision. Might as well. Yeah, I think Seth should take that dagger, though. I think it's... it's... I, I, I bite things. I, I uh, usually keep that. I don't use it. Uh, but it's a magical thing. Can't, uh, can't we sell, can we sell it? Yeah, I can no, sell it. No, we, I always sell it. I'll sell no, it. No, because I, I might need a dagger. If, if Well, someone... then you take it. Then you take okay. it. All right, I'm doing that, and I'm going to 35 gold on a plus one rune for my mole. And I'll take the rest on a gift certificate. Alright. <laughs> I'm making purchases. I'll take turtle wax. <laughs> Buying a great first monk item, the hand wraps of mighty blows, which I'm sure Rob Tarico must have bought that. That's probably his first purchase also, I bet. Yep. It's basically a plus uh, one. Uh, plus one. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's even better. It's plus one, but it's also increases the you double your dice. So instead of 1d6, it's 2d6. Nope. On a crit? You mean? No, that's not how it works. That's what it says. It depends which one you're getting. You hand probably... wraps of mighty blows. Oh, wait. wait the hand pl- wraps. It's a plus one hand wrap of mighty blows. You're talking about the plus one striking hand wraps of mighty blows. That's 100 gold pieces. Now the the uh, two... Well, hold on. Uh, you might be right on that. While he's figuring that out, uh, say I want scrolls of my spells. How much is a scroll? I forget. Four. Four gold. Four gold for any first level spell? Yes. Uh, with the condition unless being... They're on, I, unless I, they're uncommon or something. Wait, with the condition being that it has to be on my spell list? Yes. Or that it has to be on my spell list? Well, you, you can get a scroll. I don't know if you might... I don't think you can cast them if they're not on your spell list. No, no, no. Because it was the difference was spell list or uh, it's one of my spells. Yeah. Uh, if it's spell list, that is that I have to start looking at the spell list because that increases options tremendously. Yep. So it is the example is a plus one striking hand wraps of mighty blows. So it's the same. All it does is give you plus one. So this is the this is the rule. Plus one, which is thirty five gold. It always is gets you a plus one to any attack period striking which is um 65 gold pieces will give you a double die to any any weapon in the game and you can move those and then eventually you get a plus two striking 
and that's a thousand and then plus two greater striking and that's two thousand and so forth so now you can afford it if you can get people to give you some extra gold plus one striking hand wraps is 100 gold pieces so it's up to oh, wait you. the plus one version what's it's it gives you though. plus one to head that's it trust me i know these rules beyond inside out Plus yeah, one just it's very non-intuitive, though, if you look at it. No. If you look, okay. if you look at the whole description. No, nope, that's item. how it works. There's a, there's a chart. I mean, I, so striking doubles it. You can either get plus one, plus two, plus three. That's it. It's as high as it goes. And every goes plus, plus, plus three. And striking doubles it. Greater striking triples it. And then major striking quadruples it. That's it. That's all there is to it. Very simple. It's only plus one to hit, right? Yep. That's all it is. No damage, nothing. But you you can't put on striking without the plus one. It has to go in that order. So right. you can't have a striking without a plus one. So it has to go plus one, then striking. So you can get it for 35 now and then spend 65 later and make it plus one striking. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. All right, good. All right, that's awesome. Such a good, that's an awesome weapon. And that can be for any weapon, really. Yeah, and you can even move it. In fact, that's how Rob got his. They got a plus one crossbow, and they didn't need it, so they moved it onto his uh, fists, and then he has it. So. Oh, can I do that with the dagger? No, because the dagger is a magical item. It doesn't. Uh, it. Yeah, it's kind gotcha. of an inherent property of the thing's horn. It's not a rune. Gotcha. You can move a rune, but not like an inherent property. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm buying that anyways. Yeah, no, you have to get it. And put this way, everyone has to get it. You know, it's like if you're using a weapon, you get it. It's not an option. So, and eventually, as you get higher levels, these things will drop like candy. I mean, you will have too many of these things. I'll probably get. I'm probably also going to get a plus one rune. I actually did want to see what the cost would be to like. Can I use the silver sword as a as crafting materials to get to make a silver sword cane, or is that too esoteric? You know, start, you I'm starting to look. I'm starting to look at the rule book and figure out how much what that would cost. Yep. Anything you want to do, I'm very open with the rules on building stuff. You know, so if you want to melt down the sword, that's fine. So let me see what. If that no would one do. else wants it, and, and it can do that fairly cost effectively, I would want, probably want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to be... use. A, I don't want to use a short sword. I prefer to keep my sword cane. Yeah, you should go both, for it. Both cause... as a role playing thing, and I think because of the whole agile stuff. And I'm guessing silver has it might silver be good is against good against things. werewolves and some demons. Right. Not saying so we'll encounter is, them. But... Nice. Here's the here how it works. Take it, it's, Jason. It's very simple, Jason. A low grade silver weapon is forty gold pieces plus four gold pieces for each bulk. And to craft it, it's literally half. It's twenty gold pieces plus two silver per bulk. So if they take it and you sell it, basically you're taking the sword, selling it, getting back the amount you need. And they're in this case, they're they're melting it down and then you'll get the 20 silver out of it and then they can use it to recast it into a sword gain. So that's fine. So it works if you want to do that. That's fine. Yeah, if you're willing to let me, if that's the way yeah. the rule works, you know what, yeah, then I'd like a works. silver sword can and I'd get sure. a plus one rune to put on that. And you can okay. put it on clothing and armor too, right? no armor has armor has a different rune different rune right and it's much more expensive and that also goes against your saves too there's no longer it's both armor and saves i forgot what it's called uh, you can look it up yeah i looked in my big problem is i'd love to go up to chainmail, but i don't have the strength for it i only have a 10 strength 
that's where you get like mithril and all the other like special yeah or when i hit level five i'll probably put two i might put two points there there are like cheap things to sort of cheat out your bulk like the uh like the arm wraps of there's some there's some some cheap magic items that i think can increase your carry load or just or do you just have to have a minimum strength it's not a carry load it's an actual minimum Uh, for chain mail yeah for armor there's actual minimum stats to wear it and i did not i did not do any strength in this build all right, so Basil, I have you as spending 35, and so you just converted the silver short sword into a silver, silver sword, sword cane. cane. Low-grade silver sword cane. That's fine, low-grade, with a plus one rune on it. That's correct. Nice. And so, yeah, you guys are doing I well. I tend to think that's all I'm going to need to buy. I mean, I looked at, like I said, I looked at armor, but it's not... The best I could do at this point is more of a sideways upgrade. So a plus one armor potency rune is 160 gold. That's a lot. Oof. Yeah. I want one of those, though. Yeah. There's a lot of cool items in here. And then what you do is you get the resilient. And resilient gets you a plus one item bonus to saving throws. And that's 340 gold pieces. So it uses the same method. So you would get plus one armor potency, plus one resilient armor potency, plus two armor potency, plus two greater resilient armor potency, and so forth. It uses the same method. So there's like a plus, and then there's a there's a way. So there's two. In the end, there's six upgrades for armor and six upgrades for weapons. And, you and the plus also there. determines how many secondary runes you can have. Yes. Based on weapons. So if you have one, if you have a plus one weapon, you can have one additional rune. If you have a plus two weapon, you have two additional runes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the striking is the damage. And yeah, striking is the damage, but then there's also like you know your usual like flaming, sh- shocking. Right. I mean to do electrical damage. I mean different types of damage, different other stuff. And I think with armor, I think you can get properties like you know like ghostly armor where you can actually like go ghostly and stuff. No, there's tons. To there's tons of yeah tons you can do all right um you guys still have a fair amount of gold left well i'm willing to donate a little bit to lomang because he did help keep us alive uh so i'm willing to make a donation to lomang if it gets that's your new totals there's any well totals. it's gonna be a lot so i, uh, I figure yeah, that's like too it, much well i would need to get the better striking thing it would cost me about 40, 40 extra gold yeah, out of my 61 plus 40 so it's or 39 you have 26.17 gold left so you're gonna need another 40. <laughs> oh, day two we'll do another level we'll get another uh, 150. Yeah. well yeah that's what i'm thinking is that we it'll, it'll come with time that's that's okay i'll just i mean that I think we should probably maybe pool some of the extra money or some of our money to buy potions and stuff yeah, for ourselves. Yeah, potions we need. Um, can, can I resell my old... I don't want to be cheap, but can I resell my old sword cane? If not, or is that yes, just... Yes, of course. You could sell it. I mean, it's not worth a lot. What's the resell in second edition? Half. half. So you would get two and a half gold. Actually, not bad. That's actually Yeah, I'll bad. get back two and a half gold, okay. so that's not too bad. I don't know what to take for my level two monk thing. Oh, that's right. I have to. I get to level my character. I think I'm going to take Key Strike. I'm pretty sure I'm taking Key Strike. I don't think I'm going to take Stunning Fist. My theory on Stunning Fist is that 
typically you're going to make it lose one action, and it's kind of like, so what? Because if you're standing next to it, it's like that third action is going to be a, an attack that's going to be at a negative 10. So, like, what's the point, in a way? I mean, it can be really good, but I don't know. Well, it's okay. I will say, when it when it hits, it hits. When like, it crits, yeah. When it crits, they lose their whole turn, and that's pretty monstrous. That's but monster. it's pretty rare. I would have done it twice, though, on that bug, but it didn't matter, because it was dead. Like, the damage alone was enough to punish it. No, it's a separate... You wouldn't have done it, because if you hit it, then it does a save. Oh, right, it gets a saving throw. Right. Fine. You have to hit it only once, and then it gets a fortitude save. And I hate to break it to you, most monsters are very good fortitude saves, so... It's definitely very good, but it's, like, the way... There's a skill, there's an ability called Wholeness of Body, and that is going to be a major personal heal. And I'm thinking that I need that. Oh, yeah. Heals are good. And Key Strike is good, too, because it's, again, it's like you get it back every 10 minutes, you'll get one one focus point back, and it adds a D6 of damage to every attack that round. That's pretty good. And then later on, you can fly. You fly, you die. Hey, <laughs> Gomez, you got 47 gold. You doing anything with that? Are you looking? I, I'm buying scrolls aplenty. Oh, boy. All, all right. right, this is something else you're going to all have to buy. Every one of you. All right. You're all buying bandoliers. I have bandoliers. I will buy that then. I, ha- I have one idea. already. Yes, you need the bandolier because it allows you to hold up to eight items of light bulk within easy reach. And it basically allows you to pull it out as one turn. In theory. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the same. In theory, when you guys are pulling stuff out, I was just saying you had them in your your pouches. Pouches work the same way. I have that too. The pull point of a bandolier is so that if you have, let's just say, if you have 20 sp- scrolls, um, Gomez, then you'll literally have to be like and wearing two bandoliers across your chest and pulling them out of your bandolier to get the scrolls out. I have I have just purchased two bandoliers. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's one of these things. You just do it. I like to have you do it. It's one silver. But mentally in my brain, I like you having the bandolier. I already bought one in my initial build. Yeah, yeah most of you too. guys did. Now, you know, I am going to multi-class at some point. And that's also on the table for level two. But what am I multi-classing into? Anyone care to hazard a guess on that? Uh, Cleric. That's that's a good guess. That's that was my what, second choice. That's the right answer. That's the that right is answer. Not a correct answer. It's barbarian. Barbarian is is not the right answer. No, not a barbarian. I hate barbarians. You know what the correct answer is? Uh, let's see. You're you're a monk. Uh, you're gonna be a magic user. No. No. Rogue. Oh, really? Yeah. How does that work with armor? I don't wear armor. Uh, oh, I guess precision. yeah. It's the you, precision you, damage, isn't okay. it? Okay. Well, the problem is, yes, it is precision damage. I'll get the sneak attack 1d6. It never gets better than that. But And, it, and you only get that at 6th level. Um, but, uh, and you also have to take two feats. You have to take the first one to become a rogue, and then you have to take another feat to get sneak attack. But you do get something called spring attack or something for a rogue, where you use your, I think you use your thievery or stealth to, to roll for your first initiative in the first round. And if you win, then you can, like... Uh, the thing is flat-footed to you, so yeah, it's kind of, it's kind yeah. Of- well, basically everything. Right, the for, the rogues are the only ones who get that special ability where things are flat-footed to you for the first round if they have it. Right, so if they go first in their it attack. takes two feats though. Well, for you it would. For me, it takes two feats. Oh, and I'll, and I'll get thievery and stealth as skills, which is whatever. 
it's very good. The multi-classing give, gives you a lot for one feat. It's quite good. But I still think I'm going to take Key Strike. You have 1,002 experience points. How about that? All right. <laughs> I have okay, I have leveled up my character. That was quick. I didn't add a class. Uh, I just uh, I, I just became a second level sorcerer. I, I get I, I got the stuff that I need though. Like I got back intimidating glare. I was missing that terribly. You and, liked it? Uh, I, I very much I, because because like just like in that last fight, like j just to be able to glare at something and uh, do it without having to worry about it understanding your language. Yeah, minus four I, is I like no it. joke. And, and and like and I'm my like plus eight on intimidation, so it's like it's actually kind of a key ability to demoralize things for me. Uh, and I took more. Uh, I took the the class feed that lets me have more cantrips. Because <laughs> I'm like we're, we're like running out of spells. So I gotta I gotta leverage cantrips. <laughs> I need to make these stupid ma medicine rolls. I hate to say it. I have to. Uh... What do you mean, just in general? Yeah, just like to 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 like stabilize and. I think I might just be an expert in medicine. I think that's what I'm going to choose. Medic. Well, also, don't forget, there's about 10,000 cool archetypes in the APG now. Advanced player's guide. Oh. I saw one, but the pay the payoff would just be way too long. The healer one is incredibly, ridiculously good. I forgot what it's called. I think it's just the, I think it's the medic. Yeah, it could be. Oh, medic. That was it. It's insane. Well, the only thing is, if you take the medic dedication, you become an expert in medicine, and when you succeed in battle medicine or treat wounds, you get five additional HP, um, it, depending on what you do. So it's one of these things, like, you might want to just take your time, um, John, if you want to look into it, but you can become, yeah, you can, you, can take, you can take cleric. I mean, that's very powerful. My problem is you only get cantrips. And then you have to take more when you want to get level one. Yeah, a shield cantrip is great. Yeah, it's really. I'm good. wrestling with that because I was actually thinking of taking a level of taking a caster class, but to start, I would only get if I do wizard, I would only get like two cantrips, which is better than zero. But as a but, wizard, you can buy more and put them in your spell book. Yeah, but I still only have a limited number of slots. Is the problem? Correct. But I got magic. Yeah, but I would have magic available. And you can, and there is a feat somewhere in the teens where you can get more slots. I forget which level it is available at, but there's a there's a feat in the teens where you can actually get a second a second slot at each level or whatever. And, and I'd still have all my other investigator stuff, so it's a partial caster class, but also all the benefits of the investigator. So are you just gonna send me the things you're buying, Seth? Uh, I could actually just tell you right now. It's really easy. Okay. Uh, I I bought three potions of healing. So I have five total now. Minor potions of healing? Right. How much of those? Oh, those are four, right? Okay. A couple of additional scrolls of heal, so now I have four scrolls of heal. Well, how many scrolls total? Four. Four more? No, no, four total. What did you it's have? Like the two additional four total I have. Okay. I, I possess four. Seth, can I give you like ten gold and get a couple more for like me? Because I can't, can't, I can't do scrolls, and you could conceivably heal like the whole party with those. Unless you'd rather me just get, I can just do healing potions too. Uh, yeah, I. I, I well, let's right, right, okay. yeah. get his stuff. 
Oh my god, next episode we are doing a total thing with Gomez because you're going to have to go through all this. He's going to be walking in and with these shopping bags, like, and he's like, look at what I found. He's like, he's just like emptying them out and all these scrolls go tumbling on the bed. And then someone's going to cast darkness on him and he'll be unable to read all his scrolls. <laughs> There's actually, speaking of scrolls, the one thing I was looking at and speaking of Steve's comment about archetypes, there's a archetype called the scroll trickster, where basically you have like a cache of partial scrolls that you can use to piece together temporary scrolls. Yeah, I'm like looking at it right now. Three. It's kind of neat flavor, but it did. It seemed like it was going to so be wait, a long. That's Thirteen run. scrolls I have for you. Is there any more? Uh, exactly. I have two bandoliers. Uh, so it's it's going to be the thirteen scrolls. Uh, and uh, that gives me three left over. Uh, it'll be uh, uh, one of the healing potions and the, ant and the leftover antidote in anti-plague. <laughs> you have to redo your character picture so you have like the bandoliers across your chest. He's like whipping them out. Yeah. yeah. Cool imagery though. So that would be how much for the scrolls? That would be 52. It should add up. The, the, the uh, uh, Hero Labs was doing the math for me. So it should add up. Well, you only had 47 gold to begin with, so... Did I... Uh, I don't remember. I think that's right. I don't remember. Because I think I, I think I had like 10 and then whatever I got from this. Well, let's see. You're actually a little over. Uh, uh, how much over? How much is a bandolier? Bandolier was a silver piece. You're five gold piece, actually. 4.95. Someone needs to spot your five gold. I'll give a five gold. All right. There you go. Okay. I, I figured good. So. That makes it easy. Ooh, I'm I'm an expert in will saving throws. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Mm, you want that? You've been listening to Roll for Combat: Agents of Edgewatch. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at discord.rollforcombat.com.